Welcome back to Balagan. Less than five weeks passed since Sidit Silman of Yamina left the coalition, leaving it with only 60 members in the Knesset. Now they are left with 59. After earlier today, on May 19th of 2022, newly elected member of the Knesset, Jaida Rinawi Zoabi of the left-wing Meretz party, announced she rebels the coalition. The walls are closing on the change block. But it doesn't mean it's the end of the road. Why did Zoabi act the way she acted? Why now and what may happen? For that, I'm glad to have Tamir Morag, a dear friend of mine and the political and diplomatic reporter at Israel Ayom newspaper. And another important thing you need to know about him, he's the person who should have received the Nobel Prize for finding the cure for COVID-19 and many other viruses Thanks to his long-term membership at Ezra and Sons. Welcome to Balagan, Tamir. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kobe. So, Tamir, first thing, uh, what's the thing with Ezra and Sons? I mean, how did it happen? <laughs> no, let's leave it. It's a side joke, of course, between <laughs> me and Tamir. Ezra and Sons is a, what we call Shipudia in Israel. It's not the most hygienic place, but uh, the mangal is killing every sort of germ that exists. Right, Amir? You will not speak ill of Ezra. Of course not, of course not. So, Tamir, who is, you know, member of the Knesset Zuabi? And we didn't hear much of her, you know, until recently. Well, you know, some people in Meretz told me today that even Nitzan Horowitz, the chairman of Meretz, who put her in the position she is right now, didn't hear a lot about her before uh, she was elected to the Knesset. Basically, she was placed on the fourth place on the merits list to the Knesset by Horowitz, who had the privilege to choose uh, one or two members of parliament. I don't remember exactly. Not as a part of the primaries that Meretz exactly, is holding. Exactly, yes. As the chairman, he had the right to place one or two uh, members in the list. And... Actually, she wasn't even uh, chosen by him. Officially, she was chosen by him. <laughs> the reality is that she was uh, promoted to her place by Tomer Reznik, who is the Secretary General of uh, Meretz. Of Meretz. And he has a long-time dispute with uh, Isawi Fridge, which is the... Uh, the Minister, minister. of... Uh... For collaborations, regional collaborations. Some other made-up position, yeah, in the government. And uh, Reznik wanted Isawi to be on a lower position in the list. So he uh, took Horowitz, who was basically a journalist before he became a politician, and is uh, to some extent unfamiliar with uh, the internal politics of merits. And Reznik persuaded him to put Zoabi on the fourth place. Horowitz met her maybe once, maybe twice before the elections, and he didn't really knew what... Um, was what she stands him. for. And Yes, yes. Uh, the, it reminds me a little bit what happened with uh, John with McCain. With Yamina. Uh, John McCain and Sarah Palin, and yes, maybe some of the members in uh, Bennett's uh, party, Yamina. Anyway... 
We are talking here about uh, big issues like the coalition and the future of the government and uh, all of that uh, very important and, and stuff. And the past events in the Temple Mount, that's what she said, right? That it's... Yes, yes, this is of course, I'm looking for the right phrase and I think it's bullshit what I'm looking for. Because what happened is that on a very early stage after the government uh, was formed, Lapid and uh, Bennett understood that they cannot work with her. She had some uh, very problematic statements in which she said that uh, this government won't be able to operate freely in Gaza because if Israel will go to a military operation in Gaza, so they will uh, make sure that the coalition won't survive and so on. And then... Yair Lapid, who is the foreign minister, had a brilliant idea. He decided that he will appoint Zoabi to Israel's consul general in Shanghai, in China. Yeah. And this way, she will get a good diplomatic position, and she won't be a member of the coalition anymore. So they won't have to be uh, threatened by her. Because as you know, this coalition is very unstable. From the beginning, it was a coalition of uh, 61, which means that every member of parliament who decides to uh, walk away to the other side... Well, it's not, it's not a unique situation in Israeli politics. It's just that uh, this coalition was more diverse than previous coalitions. Yes, yes. But uh, first of all, most of the coalitions were wider than 61. But even when you had narrow coalitions of 61, usually they were from uh, the same side in the political map. And here you have some kind of unprecedented uh, coalition comprised of parties from the left and from the center and from the right, which have no common ideology. They have nothing in common at all besides one thing, which is, In Hebrew, Rak lo Bibi. Just well, you can say it on Bibi. the other side, that the other side was Rak Bibi. So, okay. You know. Okay. But the <laughs> other side is in the opposition now. And, uh, Part I, of it, because, uh, because the joint list is not exactly Rak Bibi, but they are a part of the opposition. Yes, they are a part of the opposition, but uh, in practice they do give the government some kind of Security safety, margins. Safety net. Will, safety net. I'm not yes, sure, by the way. But in several votes, they did. But anyway, going back to uh, Zoabi, so she was supposed to be appointed to Israel's consul general in Shanghai, China. But then the regulator in Israel, which is not a politician, it's a professional uh, department. Uh, it's a state has, official. It's a state official, yes, that has to approve senior appointments. And he started to raise some questions about her appointment, stating that it's very problematic that someone who publicly states that she's anti-Zionist and that she doesn't have anything in common with the values of the state of Israel and so on, will be an official representative of the state of Israel. And apparently, 
לפיד לרנד, זה לא פשוט להשתמש בה בפוזיציה, היא הקונסול ג'נרל בשנגחאי, והיא בטח הבנתה שהיא לא תגיד את מה שהיא הבטחת, וזה מה שהביא אותה לה לקואליציה היום. And of course, uh, building this uh, made-up story about ideology and Temple Mount and whatever. Well, technically, Dietz Zilman had almost the same story, but from the right wing. I completely agree. I didn't say for one second yeah. that Dietz Zilman was a, a great ideologist. So, so now that we are talking about these two ladies, one from the right, one from the left, What's the coalition is going to do? Actually, what is their status? I mean, they're technically still a part of their parties, but they are not going to vote with their parties. So what's going to happen in the Knesset with these two ladies? Yes, it's very interesting, especially regarding Silman, because Silman, for leaving the coalition, she received a promise from Netanyahu that he will put her in the next... Uh, government. The next As government. As the Minister of yes, Health. Yes, yes, and I assume she has to wait in line with Nir Barkat, Nir Barkat. and Moshe Feiglin and other people who also have the same promises from uh, Netanyahu. For other parts in the cabinet. Uh, yes, yes, but he also promised her that he's going to make sure that she will be elected to the Knesset as a part of the Likud list. Now, since Silman left the party alone, so she can be designated by the Knesset as, I'm not sure what the term is in English, in Hebrew. A defector? Like a, a defector, yeah, 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 I think a defector is a good term. And when she is officially declared as a defector, she is not allowed anymore to uh, contest for the next Knesset in an existing party, the Likud, for example. Yeah. Her only option is to form a new party and try to be elected to the Knesset as a part yes. of a new party, which, of course, she has a zero chance to achieve. Unless so, she joins forces with uh, Amichai Shikli of you. Unless, yes, and even then, even if Shikli, who has the exact same problem, will join forces with her, still their chances of getting uh, really low. four seats in the Knesset, which is the minimum that you need in order to be elected. Yeah, the famous 3.25% threshold. Yes, exactly. So their chances are very low. So her entire political existence actually is right now dependent on Netanyahu's promise to uh, place her on the Likud list to the next Knesset. But if she votes against the government, So Yamina, Naftali Bennett's party, can declare that she is a defector and she won't be able to... Uh, to vote in the Knesset anymore, right? Technically... Not, not, not to vote in the Knesset. She won't be able to run to the next Knesset as part of the Likud or any other existing party. So same problem as Zoabi has. The only difference is that I think that Zoabi doesn't have any alternative. to be elected to the next Knesset. She won't be elected in Meretz anymore after what she did. And she well, doesn't... Technically, a, she wasn't even elected. She was nominated. She was, yes, she was appointed or nominated. Appointed. Yes, that's correct. But while Silman has some kind of uh, political horizon, political future, based on Netanyahu's promise to uh, put her in the Likud list, Zoabi actually doesn't have 
any political future. Now, that means that even though she left the coalition, she doesn't have any interest to vote against the coalition because when Israel uh, goes to the next elections, this will probably be the end of her political career. She won't be elected well, to the next Knesset. That brings us to the next point. I don't think it's just MK Zouabi's uh, political not her uh, end of her political. Not a, it's not a, her unique problem. It's a yeah, problem it's a, it's a problem of almost of almost a third of the Knesset members. Yes, yes. Even in the Likud party Likud. that are yes. speaking loudly. Um, so what are the chances? I mean, what are the options to... To form a new coalition or to go to to the next round of elections we have three possibilities right the first thing that is if they don't pass a budget but we already know that the last budget that was passed was a dual year two-year budget so it means that the next budget will be discussed only in august of 2023 maybe yes and they probably won't survive until then Second option is the vote of no confidence, but for that you need what you call a constructive vote of non-confidence. And for that, you need to set an alternate cabinet and an alternate prime minister. Yes, it's not, a, it's not enough that the current government or the current coalition doesn't have 60 votes. You have to present an alternative coalition that has 60 votes. Now, Since some of the defectors from the current coalition, like Zoabi, are not willing to support Bennett's government, but are also not willing to support Netanyahu's government. And also the joint list, who is in yes, the opposition. Yes, yes, yes. So the, the, not only Zoabi, that's correct, Mansour Abbas and the... Uh, I'm sorry, Mansour Abbas is already in the coalition. The joint list of uh, Ayman Uda and uh, Ahmed Tibi. Tibi. Yes, so they are part of the opposition, but they will never vote in favor of forming an alternative coalition led by Netanyahu. So it's not enough that the coalition is in a minority. It can survive even if it doesn't have a majority in the Knesset, as long as Netanyahu or the right wing cannot coalesce an alternative coalition of more than 60 members of Knesset. And that leaves us with the third alternative that you just mentioned, which is voting on dissolving the Knesset, which means that we go to a new round of election three months after, but that will be the end of the political career of a lot of the members of the Knesset. That's true. And even though that's true, it's probably the most likely scenario. It's hard to see how this coalition survives more than a few months from now. It's possible, but it's not very likely. And even though many of the members of Knesset, even in the Likud party, will be uh, harming themselves, I'm not sure that it's possible for members of the Likud party not to vote for the dissolvement of the Knesset if there is an option to do it, because they face a very cruel choice. They can vote for the dissolvement of the Knesset, and by that many of them will bring to an end their own political careers, or they cannot vote for the dissolvement of their Knesset, and the result for them will be the same because their constituencies will never forgive them. 
So I think that uh, the bottom line is that members of the Likud party will vote for the dissolvement of the Knesset, even if it means that it will be very difficult for them to get elected to the next Knesset. And I'm not sure if it's going to happen tomorrow or in about a week or in uh, two or three months, but most likely the government won't survive more than uh, six months from now. So you're placing the bet, you're saying, that by December we're going to go to a new round of election. Yes, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the elections will be exactly in September, because when you go to a new round of elections, so you have three more months from the decision until the day that the elections are actually taking place. So it can take a lot of time from now, but most likely that this government won't be able to complete its term and that Lapid will not be the prime minister, maybe an interim prime minister, if the coalition will be... Um, will dissolve failed, because uh, of... Uh, will be dissolved, yes. The, the, there is an agreement between Lapid and Bennett that divides the coalition into uh, two different parts, the right-wing part and the center-left. And it basically says that if the coalition will be dissolved by a member of Lapid's block from the center-left, So Lapid will be punished and Bennett will be the interim prime minister for the three months between the the transition government. Yes, the transition government between the decision on the dissolving the Knesset and actually uh, the forming of a new coalition. And vice versa, if the Knesset will be dissolved by one of the parties which are officially affiliated with Bennett, so Bennett will be punished and Lapid will be the interim prime minister for uh, these three months. It's a bit complex, but uh, the result is the same. And almost in every scenario, this coalition doesn't have a very bright future and its longevity is probably very limited. Well, I would say that this coalition was formed from the beginning without a bright future. I mean, if, if to be optimistic, most of my friends actually think that uh, Bennett had the intentions of honoring his agreement with Lapid. I actually said earlier, when, when this government was just formed, that I doubt if Bennett will uh, honor the agreement and will let Lapid become the next prime minister. My bet was just that the coalition will dissolve when in next August, in August of 2023, they need to shift their roles and Lapid will actually be the next prime minister. Um, and you are saying that you think that by December this coalition will dissolve. I don't think that anyone knows for sure, but it's too shaky, too unstable. And uh, even if right now you can't, put together 61 names that will dissolve the Knesset. Everyone who is looking at the situation understands that it's very, very unstable. And especially the people who understand it are the ones who are uh, expected to dissolve the Knesset, like Nir Orbach from Yemina, or perhaps Ayelet uh, Shaked or Abir Kara, or from the other side of the government, Mansour Abbas uh, party, Ra'am, and its members. 
And each one of them is saying to himself, well, how long can it work? It won't work for a long time from now. It's probably going to be dissolved. So it's better that I will be the one who initiates it based on a supposedly ideological reason instead of letting someone else take the credit, dissolve the government, and then I won't have a choice but to be dragged into this process instead of initiating it. Well, I will ask you a question that uh, is related. You mentioned a couple of names from your MENA party, like Nir Orbach and Ayelet Shaked. It's not a secret that Ayelet Shaked was trying before to go back to the Likud, which is her original, uh, I would say, political home. For the people who don't know both Naftali Bennett and Ayelet Shaked, Ayelet Shaked was actually the one who brought Naftali Bennett to work with Benjamin Netanyahu when he was the leader of the opposition in 2006. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then both of them were actually, I would say, expelled from Netanyahu's uh, office because they were both, as some people say, were disliked by Sarah Netanyahu, Netanyahu's uh, wife. But Ayelet Shaked always wanted to go back to the Likud. And she realizes that it's the largest party. And if she wants to have a political future, she should go back. What are the chances that that will happen? I mean, I think that at this moment, especially when Netanyahu is still there, nobody has a chance to go to the Likud from Yamina. I think that there might be a chance that the Likud will give her a place on the list to the next Knesset, because the Likud will give almost anything to anyone who is capable of tearing apart this coalition. But I'm not sure that's what uh, Ayelet Shaked is looking for. She is already in a stage in her career in which she wants to go all the way. In other words, she wants to be the prime minister. Now, she understands that the only option that she has to become the prime minister is if she will join the Likud. Because becoming a prime minister by a small party is usually impossible. And even when it's possible, you can see right now that it's a nightmare. The problem that she has is that after she deserted the right wing and uh, supported Bennett in forming the current government, She's a persona non grata in the right wing and in the Likud party. And even if she will be able to receive, which I doubt, I heavily doubt, the place that Netanyahu promised her in the list to the Knesset, I don't think that she will be able to uh, be a serious contender for the leadership of the Likud after Netanyahu, at least not as it looks right now. You're talking about, uh, you know, a right-wing coalition or not a right-wing coalition. But let's be honest, the current government is not exactly promoting any peace process. It's just being portrayed as a left-wing uh, government for political interests of Netanyahu. Um, first of all, it's correct. They do not promote any serious peace process. Second of all, it has to be said that if they were trying to promote a peace process, We know based on past experience 
that the most likely scenarios that, that the Palestinians would thwart this. Yeah, uh, but let, this let's process. put it aside. We're not talking about the peace process. I'm just talking in overall about the fact that uh, literally it's not exactly a left-wing government, even though Netanyahu is trying to portray it as a left-wing government. That's what I'm saying. It's not a classic left-wing government. No, it's not even a classic right-wing government. It's just a very eclectic coalition of parties and politicians who have nothing in common, who some of them despise each other, like a finance minister Lieberman and the prime minister Bennett, but they have one demon who causes them to cooperate in order to defeat him, and this demon is Benjamin Netanyahu Bibi. Yeah, but they disliked each other when they were partnering up in Netanyahu's coalition, so nothing changed in that term. I mean... You're talking about people who despise themselves. Mo- I, I doubt if most politicians like anybody but themselves. Well, not much is changed, but what is changed is that... No, I, I don't think uh, we're talking about... No, you know what happened? אני מת מעייפות, כי אני כבר לא הולך לישון באמצע, כן, בואו בוא נחזור. So we were talking about uh, the fact that uh, it's not, eventually it's not a left-wing coalition, it's just being portrayed as a left-wing coalition for political reasons. Um, but if we want to summarize it, you're saying, Tamir, that we're going to go for election in less than half a year from now. And I'm saying we're going to go when uh, Bennett and Lapid will actually need to shift places. Who do you think is going to be the next uh, member of the Knesset to put this coalition down? Well, first of all, I assume, maybe even I'm guessing that we're going to have an elections in the next six months. The, the truth is that no one knows, but uh, it seems very unstable. And I assume that it will happen in the next six months. Who is the next one? Who is the immediate suspect who can uh, tear apart the coalition and dissolve the Knesset? There are a few names. Mazen Gnayem from uh, Ram. From Ram, yeah. Yes, who is inspiring to uh, get back to his old job as the mayor of Sakhnin, an Arab city in the Arab city. Galilee. And in order to be elected to the mayor of Sakhnin, he has to uh, show the very... Uh, Arab nationalist uh, policy. So he is one of the prime suspects. The entire party of Ram is uh, in a very problematic uh, yeah, predicament, especially if we're going to see a confrontation between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, which is something that is always likely to happen at one point or another. I would say other- Benny Gantz. Can't there be a promise to Benny Gantz by Netanyahu that he's ben, going to be the prime minister? <laughs> Benny, Benny Gantz is frustrated from the beginning, from the get-go of this government. He thinks that he should have been the prime minister, not Bennett. And you can see all the time that he's unhappy, that he's angry, that he's uh, frustrated. You could see it in the weekly government meeting He suddenly lashed at Bennett and told him, you are only giving credit to yourself when you are yeah. talking to the media. What about me? Why, why, why don't you talk about me? Why don't you mention me? So, yes, 
It's it's, very and, and just to remind our audience that it's the same Benny Gantz who trusted Netanyahu to be his successor and uh, to be the prime minister of him. Yes, yes. Now, in the Likud, actually, they look at Benny Gantz as maybe the only option to get back into power. Uh, now, you're asking, how is it possible for Gantz to uh, go to another uh, rotation agreement with Netanyahu after what happened the first time? And the answer is that in the next time, Gantz will probably be the first one to take the role of prime minister. And this way, Netanyahu won't have the option to cheat him. And Netanyahu but doesn't he will be, But he will be able to hold him by the neck, by the throat, and always uh, telling him what to do. Yes, which is, to some extent, what is happening to uh, Bennett right now with Ram and with uh, other parties. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that nobody is holding Bennett at the moment. I mean, in overall, party-wise, I'm talking, not the single member of the Knesset. Nobody from the Labour or Yair Lapid or any other party is telling them, you need to go left, you need to go right. I mean, no, he's trying no, to be moderate and to compromise everybody. Yes, but individual members of Knesset are doing whatever they want. And uh, we can get back to the beginning of this discussion when we mentioned that the entire crisis regarding uh, Zoabi began when she said that the, she won't let the government operate freely in Gaza, in Gaza if there right. is a military confrontation between Israel and Hamas. So it's a very problematic situation. I assume that the coalition won't survive more than six months from now, but I have to admit that I don't know for sure. And uh, we're probably going to have another election before the next summer. Well, we're definitely going to have another conversation before this summer when we see what developments will happen in the political sphere. I wanted to thank you very much for uh, joining me today, Tamir. Thank you for having me. And uh, it was a pleasure. Same here. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and wanted to thank you for joining me. If you like my podcast, feel free to rank it and share it with others. I also invite you to subscribe to my podcast so you will get updates when a new episode is on the air. And last but not least, I invite you to check my website, Balagan www.balagan.ltd for more content about Israel's history and politics. Bye for now and have a great day.